Hello and welcome to BSN Extra. I'm your host, Jason Barfield. Basketball season is off and running. It's been a great start to the year for the men and the women. Bobby Williams will come in studio to talk about Johnson Coliseum, some of the upgrades, some of the plans for that building, and some of the things that are being done with the basketball programs to prepare for the move to Conference USA. Then he and I are going to talk about a few odds and ends and maybe clear up a subject that's been a little cloudy for some people over the last few podcasts. So we'll get into that here on BSN Extra. Bearcat fans, single game tickets for the Sam Houston men's and women's basketball seasons are now available to purchase. Reserve your seats now to cheer on the Bearcats at Johnson Coliseum throughout the 22-23 season. To purchase tickets, you can go to GoBearcats.com or call the Bearcat Athletic Ticket Office at 936-294-1729. We look forward to seeing you here at Johnson Coliseum. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield here and joined by Bobby Williams. And um, it's basketball season. And what a what a start to the year it's been for both the men and the women. Some big wins on both sides. You see the men, they knock off Oklahoma. They knock off Utah. The women go up to TCU, get a win up there. So really getting some, some big headlines early on in the season, which is nice because it's been a while since we've seen that kind of stuff. And so want to take this opportunity to talk basketball and um you know I, and we've talked about the changes that have been made at the Coliseum and certainly there were a lot of significant changes but a lot of the things that happened were were underneath you know it was behind closed doors it's behind the walls it's but the the enhancement to the locker rooms the enhancement to the training room and that's an area that the fans don't really get to see so now that we've been talking a lot about the fan experience and, and stuff like that. And, you know, some of the focus that's now going into improving the outer areas, the areas that the fans do see. Let, let's talk a little bit about what are some of the plans that we're going to be seeing now for Johnson Coliseum moving forward. Well, you know, it's just the same approach that we take with anything. We've got to uh, keep up and, and, and the student athlete experience has to be a first and foremost at this point in time for recruiting purposes and the way it's going, especially with, with uh, the transfer portal and all that so that we have to keep it going. But, you know, it's always been in play uh, to, to expand on the fan experience, just like we're doing at Bowers, doing it at other places as well. But uh, we did, we're able to, when we renovated the Coliseum, create that club level area uh, that at that time was a, um, a lounge area that was enclosed and you couldn't see it from the from that area. But So we opened up that back wall and and, uh, and we're able to do that. And we've been utilizing that for season ticket holders. But the plan is moving forward with the, the pullout seats on that side is we want to get more room down there too. We, we realized that when we renovated those chair back areas that uh, the seating was too cramped. So we're looking at, at potentially how we can take some rows out, create a, 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 a bar type uh, setting where you can set food and that type of thing, a premium area in those areas. Uh, and it ties into that club that's behind that. And then also we have some of those areas that I think you're using now for media and, and radio and things like that that we're looking at more premium seating in that, that aspect too. So 
that's we, we've been looking at that. We've even sent out uh, uh, surveys about that to see what interest it was. Uh, after the first of the year, we're going to do some special type events where we can kind of show people what we're doing and, and get people in there and and, and really just kind of see what, what they're looking for from a fan experience uh, before we start making some more changes. And then the other thing that, you know, I, I, and I think we've seen some of this on Twitter, you see, you know, some of the feedback that comes is, having more seating closer to the action, exactly. bringing more people closer to the floor. So what sort of plans may be in place so we could possibly see something like that? Well, I know a lot of a lot of schools, basketball schools too, that have success, they, they want to put it down on the, on the floor level, have seats down there like the NBA and things like that. Our fan base has not really uh, shown that. Uh, is, is that what they wanted? Now, eventually maybe that will be the case. Uh, so we've kind of stayed away and we've trying to develop that upper upper level part. The other thing is on the other side, I mean, for the Coliseum, as long as I've been in that Coliseum for 40 years and even going back to when they first built it in uh, 1976, uh, there's been talk of putting in those extra seats and the pullout seats on the other side. And we've looked at that for quite a bit, uh, quite a while. And, and that'll be a, another phase that we will implement over time. And what I'd like to envision is creating uh, student areas over on that side as well. Of course, we have to protect the behind the bench of the visiting team but we can create an area for visiting teams to come in and also have some seating there for, uh, for their support. But we want to create that fan, that, that, that student experience on that side. Uh, and that, that's the plan moving forward. Uh, I'm not sure of a timetable at this point in time because we want to get the premium seating aspect and that other side uh, uh, going first. Because you talk about, you know, you move the, the visiting fans behind the bench, you know, you give them that area right behind their bench. But that also opens up then that wing right there on, you know, adjacent to the bench. And you talk about bringing maybe a student section in, you can get them a little bit closer and and create a little bit more of an atmosphere while still providing an area for visiting fans. But you're also, you know, you've got sections that you can bring closer to the floor and it just starts to to kind of close all that in and, and really give it a full true Coliseum feel all the way around the floor. And that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to get our fans closer and kind of push them down. Our, a lot of our fans like to have a lot of space. And unfortunately, with some of the crowds that we've had, uh, even though we've seen a great uptick in volleyball and, and uh, men's and women's basketball, uh, we're starting to fill in a lot of those areas. But to close them, you know, move them closer to the, the action will create a better experience and a better environment, not only for the teams, but especially for the fans. Yeah. And that kind of ties into the next point that I kind of want to bring up. You know, we talk about the start that the men have had and, you know, the the exciting win they had against Oklahoma and then knocking off Utah. They go out to Fort Myers. They win the tournament there and really starting to get some, some national pub. And you're seeing some more stuff on Twitter and stuff like that. But one of the things that's coming with that is people really trying to drive fans to Johnson Coliseum to watch basketball. And there's, there's this effort – from the fan base, uh, you know, that that's saying, hey, get out and support these teams. And, um, you know, but it's it's not like this success is new and that all of a sudden, hey, something is happening here. You know, you need to go see it. It's been happening for a long time, and they've been putting really good product on the floor for, for, a long quite, time. for quite a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's been, if there's anything frustrating that I've had as athletic director is, you know, prior to me taking over, I think we'd been in Division One 13 years, something like that, and we, we'd never had a winning uh, season in men's basketball. And then got lucky and hired Bob Marlin, and in second year he wins a conference championship. A few years later he goes to the NCAA tournament and so on. And we've been really consistent 
over uh, Bob and Jason's tenure of having quality basketball teams who represent the university at a high level, uh, not only on the court, but off the court as well. And it's been frustrating. Uh, people talk a lot about marketing, and then we've done a lot of different things. But I think what we're talking about is the fan base getting energized. And it's unfortunate that it takes winning uh, teams against Power 5 opponents to all of a sudden – I saw several tweets and different things like that. It was like, hey, we need to get behind this team. Well, we've had a good, solid program for a while. We need to get you behind it. You should have already been there as well. And, uh, uh, you know, that I think that's the biggest part. But a lot of it, too, is we've got to – keep creating and, and developing the fan experience. We're getting great student turnout. I'm, I'm really pleased with that. Uh, I, I'm really excited about, especially I noticed it at volleyball when, when, when the students were coming out, a lot of our athletes coming out too, and athletes supporting athletes. And, and I hope that with the success of both the men's and women's basketball programs that they're having in the fall, so to speak, or, or prior to the, the break, uh, that it will build into uh, the conference schedule because, you know, it's all nice to have the, the national recognition, the mid-major type thing, and, and the, some of the wins we've got. But ultimately, we, we, we just win the conference tournament and we get to go to the NCAA, and that, that's our main goal. And, and try to get to that. And to be fair, that's been the area that has been lacking. It it's, is. it's been that, that last hurdle trying to clear to get to the NCAA tournament because – you know, in, in a sport like football where we could play for the national championship, winning the national championship was that carrot. Mm -hmm. That's what you were shooting for. To be honest, in in a basketball, it's almost like getting to the tournament is what you're, you're striving for. You're right. trying to build your program to be able to get to the NCAA tournament, and it's been since 2010 for this program. It feels like they've done everything but doesn't it? Yeah, and that that's that's not fair for Jason and them because they've done such a great job. But but it's true. I mean, it's something you've got to really realize. And we've played in postseason. We've had you know NIT experience when we thought we were going to get there. We won the the regular season and then we didn't get. I got beaten the in the in the championship game, so we had to go to the NIT. But that was positive. And we were playing some of those other tournaments uh, that and, and what we were doing there was trying to keep the program. Uh, getting used to postseason, playing those winning type games and, and those type of things. But eventually it, it kind of became the ultimate thing is getting in the NCAA tournament, and that's what we're shooting for. And hopefully with the way that we've started and some of the experience that we have and how we're, how we're playing, uh, that will help us down the road uh, when, we, when we need to have that big win to get in the tournament. Well, I think, you know, I had a chance to talk to Jason Hooten before the season started, and, you know, one of the things he talked about was – just the kind of guys he's able to bring in now and, you know, the the benefit of, of the move to Conference USA, that it's getting him in the door mm -hmm. of guys he wasn't able to talk to. And, you know, I, I think in the early part of the season, we've already seen that. We've, you know, we've seen, you know, some of these new guys who have come in, they just have a different it's look, different look. Yeah. that, that no we doubt. haven't had before. No doubt. It got my attention, too, because you're seeing – I saw that in football with our offensive line and some other areas, too. You're starting to see that uh, in in basketball too, and it's exciting when when you go about looking at that and and, and trying to make sure that uh, we are competitive. I, I think it's de definitely helped us, uh, you know. And, and it's interesting with the process that you go through and trying to uh, to be successful. I, I even I, I noticed from a marketing standpoint, the the mid major is important, and that that's kind of neat. But I also have to balance that too as well because one of the reasons why we we're moving to Conference USA is because 
the playoff experience was so great. The FCS part of it, you know, was was great, but it was starting to put us in a, a, a box, so to speak, of who we are and how, how the brand works. And I want to avoid that too as much as possible. I want to use that as a positive when we look at these men, men major rankings, but or even some of these other tournaments that we've played in postseason, that that's not our main focus. It's a it's a tool to utilize us to get energize the fan base and encourage our team. But the ultimate goal is the NCAA tournament. And and you know, and to that point, you know, one I think one of the frustrating things with 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 our fans and you know probably fans across college basketball at this level is the one bid league and mm-hmm. you know Southland has always been a one bid league the whack while trying to change things and and build the league a little bit different is still right now a one bid league and so when you look at moving into conference USA I think the plans that are being put in place is they don't see themselves as being a one-bid league. And right. so you have to then position yourself to, if you're not the tournament champion, building a program that can then be considered for an at-large. And uh, so I think that's you know important when you look at the building of this program is you're not building a program that just has to win the tournament. But at the same time, you know that's the path there. But you're joining a league now that's also wanting to give you a second path. You know, the wins that we've had and then the mid-major type uh, brand and, and, and effort that we're getting recognized on, that helps us when we win the tournament, get the NCAA tournament for seeding, you know, from that type of thing. But moving to Conference USA, that's going to help us maybe to be considered for an at-large if we don't get to that point and elevate that in the Conference USA level. That I think that's the thought process, and hopefully that – that transpires when we when we move forward. Because that you know, I, I've been asked that question already. You know, with the start our guys are on, you know, six and one start to the year, and that's what you know people have said. What if, what if we only lose two games, you know, and then lose in the conference tournament or lose in the championship game? What would happen? I was like, right now, I don't think I, I you know, thirty thirty and two. I don't know if that gets you in. Mm-hmm. I. But, We've seen it before yes. with some successful teams. And, and so, you know, as not good, us, but other teams. As, as good of a year as it as it is right now, that's still the path. But, you know, I, I think as you as you move into Conference USA and you start looking at the teams that are going to be there and the sort of competitiveness that's going to be involved there, that there could be a second path to the tournament. And that's ultimately what they're trying to build to. I think uh, the other thing, too, you know, the 20 win is so big in, in basketball, too. And, and we've done that, you know, quite a few years, uh, and, and that's a great part of the the brand and the recognition and respect that people have. You know, this year you get to that that uh, that win mark, and with wins against Utah and Oklahoma, well, that that's that's it makes it even more impressive when you look at it. And so, when committees look at that, they they will look at it and have a positive view of it. Well, certainly a a big step to getting there. We've already seen is bringing in the players, bringing in a different type of player. Another part of that is the staff and building out the staff and the support staff and everything that goes with that. And that's another area that's that's been a focus for this department with the basketball programs is adding to that staff and giving them the resources to be competitive. No doubt. And then we started that when we looked at all of – when we talked to the coaches, the operations part of it, adding those, adding 
you know, a variety of different things, whether it's a student help with social media or our staff or anything like that, how we go about uh, our branding and, and working through some of those things. Uh, we did that in football. Casey and I sat down and we started a process to add a football-only strength coach, uh, which when we did that, it, it helped our other sports programs because we were able to take a, a very high level uh, player level sport and now they could focus on our, our, our other sports as well uh, and so that was positive a nutritionist that basically started working with football and now has evolved uh, to uh, a, a department-wide nutritionist and that's the type of things that we've done and we're looking at that in in, in basketball with the, the operations uh, part of it and adding I, I mean I looked at the other night with our our coaches and I mean we're all I think you said earlier we're almost one coach for one, you know, one-on-one -one ratio with players and coaches. I mean, we're pushing everybody down like an NBA team. So, and football's like that too. We keep expanding staff. And a lot of that times is we, we start out where we're getting, we find additional money somewhere or we get donations and that, that helps us get in and play for about a year. Game guarantees Game have guarantees. helped with that. We, you know, we've done that before uh, and working through that so that we can get it. But we also know that once you get it in place, it becomes a line item in the budget, and you have to find that funding from other sources instead of a game guarantee or a donation because those don't last and come about every year. And so whenever we work with our coaches and our staff in that, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, it may help us initially to get it in play maybe a year earlier, but eventually it's got to become in that budget, and we've worked really hard to absorb that into our budget as we've grown. And then, you know, talking about – the increase of staff and some of the things that we've seen. Um, there's been a bigger focus this year on the social media side, the creative content and the additions that have been made over in that department with Jeremy Villanueva coming on board and, you know, the, the amount of photographers that are working and videographers. And I think we've already started seeing the return on that. I know just from the Oklahoma game alone and some of the social content that was created because of that, that's been a big part. And that's one of the things you have to do if you're going to play this game at this level. No doubt. And I think the best part about it that I'm seeing is the coaches or staff uh, or whoever is in charge is not working in a silo or a vacuum. They're all working together. When something like that comes into play, it's just not one entity doing it. It's everybody coming together, your area, uh, external, uh, our coaching staff, uh, student helpers, workers, whatever it may be, it all kinds of comes together and uh, creates that. It's just not all of a sudden this one entity started this. It, it takes a whole collective group uh, to make it happen. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this segment. Had fun talking some basketball, some of the things that are on the horizon. Uh, you know, take a look at the schedules. There's a, a handful of games over the month of December and um, – Conference play starts December 29th for the women at home. Um, and then, you know, early January, we've got conference play here. So, you know, we'd love to see the support out there. These are the times of years, especially when the students are away from campus, that, uh, that these teams could really use the community support, the alumni support. So if you have a chance, come out to Johnson Coliseum, catch the Cats playing, uh, check out GoBearCats.com. There is a... Uh, a handful of games for both the men and the women over the next six weeks while uh, we get ready to transition to the spring semester. So we're going to come back. We're going to take one more segment, a few little odds and ends, a couple things I want to touch on with you, some Conference USA stuff, and uh, we'll get to that in just a second here on BSN Extra. 
Bearcat fans, single game tickets for the Sam Houston men's and women's basketball seasons are now available to purchase. Reserve your seats now to cheer on the Bearcats at Johnson Coliseum throughout the 22-23 season. To purchase tickets, you can go to GoBearcats.com or call the Bearcat Athletic Ticket Office at 936-294-1729. We look forward to seeing you here at Johnson Coliseum. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield and Bobby Williams here. And a little bit of bullet point items. A couple things that uh, I've seen on Twitter. Some stuff that you've seen that that we need to address. And I I don't know why. I don't know why I have to keep bringing this one up. (laughs) But evidently I do because there seems to be confusion. We've talked about it numerous times on this pod. But the track. People seem to be confused about what the future of the track is. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things I feel like we've addressed it a couple of times, but it still gets asked about what the plan is for the track. So once and for all, let's clear it all up right now. What is the plan for the track at Bowers? I will try to do my best, okay, from that standpoint, but the track will come out of Bowers. There's no doubt about it. One more time. The track will come out of Bowers, but – it's about phasing it out. Uh, we've got to find area to put it. We've got to have funding to do that. One of the things that I think I addressed at our last podcast was that as we redo the, 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 the turf this year and take the crown out of the, of, the, of the field, we're looking at how we can get the field event areas out of that. The, the high jump area on the top, the runways on the sidelines, and just basically turf inside the track itself while we work on where we can get the track out from there. Some other things that we will do is, especially for TV purposes, we're going to look at it during those games is putting some type of cover over that so that it will not show up and it will pre a different presentation. We will not be moving the stands in closer because in all the research that we've seen and talked to a lot of people, a lot of universities who had a track and got it out did not move because they wanted that areas uh, for a lot of different things that happened on the sideline, even TV and other things and how you move and have, have the operations part of that. So the track will be out. I can't give you a time frame on it. We are trying to get the field events out by next year, if not by 24. But it, it would really help us with us replacing the turf this year for 23 to go ahead and do that. So that, that's in the process right now trying to get it done. Okay. Did I, did I, hopefully I answered that. I, th- <laughs> I think if, if we're not clear after that, then, I, then yeah. I, I'm, done we'll with the, okay. I'm done with this topic. <laughs> I'm not bringing it up again. Yeah, I, I hope nobody else feels the need to bring it up again. I think we're clear on that. And, you know, one of the things that – you know, you, you talk about the operation stuff on the sideline, and, you know, you do need that room. And, um, well, Orange Pride and cheerleaders and all the different things just, that are on just, that. Just the movement. And we've, yeah. we've been places where the stands are right on top of the sideline, and it doesn't allow for things. You know, when you're, you're talking about, you know, the, the extra people that are on the sideline, you know, you've got your, 
your support and you've got your cheer and you've got your band that comes down and you, you know, from a television standpoint and running cables, you need that space. And when we've been places where it's right on top, they are limited in those kind of things. Um, so you do need that space. I think one of the things that, you know, taking the track out then allows you, if you put in, once you start putting seating in behind the, the goalpost, the end, you know, the end zones, you can come in a little bit closer there exactly. and it allows you to kind of cut those corners off. The North end and the South end, you know, eventually long-term, if, if we start expanding uh, from the, the field house towards the stadium, once you get the track out and then the North side, once you bowl it in, so to speak, then you can make it. And that create a little bit better atmosphere too, but you still have good sight lines on your, on your side view and room on the sidelines for the teams and, and support staff and, and, and Orange Pride cheerleaders and spirit staff. Okay, so I think that should clear that up. Another Hopefully. question that I've seen um, some people ask has been about the Conference USA and the championship schedule and, and how that's going to be handled, whether it's the men's and women's basketball tournaments, whether it's softball, baseball, um, how the championship's going to be handled. Is it is it going to be neutral sites, campus sites, and if it is campus, is that something that we're going to look at bidding on and being part of that process? Most definitely. I know we had meetings, I think I told you when we were up in, in, in Washington, the conference yesterday, this was a topic of conversation, working with our coaches groups in each sport, uh, looking at what has been done, and then how we want to proceed as a conference moving forward. Uh, certain sports are going to be uh, lend more to, towards a neutral site, uh, situation. Some will be a bid process too, where you'll get to host uh, and have an opportunity to bid on it and host. And we will. We did that in the Southland. I know we were very aggressive back in the mid 2000s, early 2000s with, with hosting all the championships that we did uh, and including the, the playoffs and FCS. So we've always had that tradition of, of working and trying to host championships. And moving into Conference USA, whatever is decided, we will play a major role in that as well in determining those bids and trying to uh, – because I, I think that increases our fan experience too when, when you've got a championship event on your campus. All right. So, um, interesting tweet uh, last week. Dave Portnoy, Barstool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he said Sam Houston State – well, we'd like him to drop state, but <laughs> Sam Houston State may win the natty at Bearcats MBB, to which you responded to him. And uh, invited him up to a game. Any movement on that front? No, we, I'm trying. I'm going to keep trying. I mean, it's funny because I remember back in 2019, went to alumni uh, event, my wife and I up in New York. And, uh, of course, New York pizza and that type of thing. And I happened to find on YouTube, I found Portnoy, you know, in his pizza reviews. So that's why I threw that in, too. If we can get him here, we can find a good sponsor and we can take him, uh, uh, you know, do a pizza review with him, coaches, me, whatever we want to do. But it would be nice to get him to here, and so we'll, we'll I'll, I'll keep trying to pound it, and fans need to do the same too to kind of help it from there. It's just like I said, it's just not about me or others trying to do this. We all got to work together to get make it happen. But it was kind of fun. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. So if there if there is any movement on that, we will uh, we'll do we'll, a special emergency podcast. Emergency, <laughs> emergency pod. So uh, you and I are driving up to Stillwater next week. Yep. Maybe we'll take the recorder with us and. Uh, and we'll just record our conversation with Stillwater. That could be dangerous, though. <laughs> that could. <laughs> um, lastly, World Cup. Um, I know you're 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 a longtime Texas football guy, but you are becoming you have been becoming for quite some time now a soccer fan. 
and uh, it's been a slow burn with the U.S. men's national team for you. Yes, but um, uh, I'm excited now, though. Are you are you on board now with with U.S. Yeah, soccer? I'm trying not to be like the cat fan. Okay, <laughs> U.S. soccer. I am in the business, so I got to do that. But I'm trying to do this. It's, it's exciting, though. But it's really fun, and it's nice to follow them and you know, the, the national attention and it's the world game. I do like that. It's, it's called soccer though. That's pretty good. You know, as an old football guy, I, I kind of interesting from there, but I have to credit you and Kevin Rodriguez and in getting me involved in, in the, the national soccer part, I guess probably what, 2005 or six, somewhere around in there. You know, I was that hard nosed old football, Texas guy that wasn't going to watch soccer. And now I love it. So it's fun. Well, it's been a lot of fun to, uh, certainly to follow, but, uh, seeing your, the text messages I get from you during <laughs> during the games. You talk about being the the cat fan of U.S. soccer. That's that's an area you've been treading in for uh, for some time. That's now. a shout out to cat fans. How's that? <laughs> so uh, all right, well that's gonna do it for uh, for today's pod. Like I said, um, got a little bit, you know, trying to wrap up this semester. Some basketball games, some big ones still on the schedule. Um, some games at Johnson Coliseum. We'd love to see you guys out for, and then. Um, whack play is right around the corner for basketball i mean we're we're well into it so i don't know how many other pods we're going to have but we uh we may have one more before the before the end of the year but and then who knows you never know when a a, a time for an emergency pod <laughs> might come up and so you know any kind of breaking news anything that happens we'll certainly uh do our best to jump on and uh give you a little behind the scenes insight on that as we continue to uh to move forward and prepare for our transition to Conference USA. So that's going to do it for today's episode. And uh, like I said, just kind of watch the social channels, see what we've got coming up, and see when we might have another pod here on BSN Extra. This week's episode is recorded in the all-new studios in the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. This episode was written and produced by Jason Barfield. All music is courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.